0: Welcome back to another episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Alex. And my name is Evan. And today
1: we are doing something I don't think we have done before, which is we're going to dig into uh, two episodes of something with a very large catalog, uh, two episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. But I want to introduce our guest, Danielle Weisberg, comedy writer who has worked on shows like The Simpsons and just recently Crapopolis, uh, and upcoming Dan Harmon series, which is coming out on Fox, I believe. Mm-hmm. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today?
2: Thanks for having me. I'm great. And yes, it will be on Fox.
1: We were emailing back and forth about what to cover, and one of the other ideas you had thrown out just as a hypothetical was Rugrats, a Hanukkah episode. We ultimately ended up on SpongeBob. I had limited access to cable growing up, so for the years that I did have it, maybe like fourth to sixth grade or something. I I think I leaned more Cartoon Network, but were you more of a Nickelodeon kid or... Or uh, or or Cartoon Network, or what what were sort of the the cartoons you grew up on?
2: We were definitely Nickelodeon cartoon kids, also big mm. Disney catalog kids. Because I um, I was a '90s child, so we had like all the VHSs of all of the you know classics. But our thing was really because we were very busy children. <laughs> Me and my sisters all danced, so we had a very packed schedule. But our thing was, if you're really good and you get dressed really quickly in the morning, you can watch an episode of Rugrats before school. So that was like our incentive <laughs> to get out of bed, <laughs> was to be able to watch a Rugrats yeah. in the morning. And also sometimes a there was a Beetlejuice cartoon in like, nine, I think, like 95, 96. And that was the lineup. It was like like yeah. Beetlejuice and Rugrats.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like SpongeBob was probably one of one of the only Nickelodeon shows that I would tune in for. I wasn't a big fan of things like um like cat dog. I guess there were also cat, cartoon network yes. shows I wasn't a huge fan of I loved cat um, dog. Had Ed, Ed and Eddie being one of them. Yeah. Did you
0: stuck in the middle with a little cat dog.
2: You're like, come on. It's such a good theme song. Loved Say cat my... dogs. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was a big Nickelodeon cartoon mm-hmm. kid, like Ariel Monsters. Hey Arnold, Pepper Ann was a big one, Doug. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. you're digging deep. Patty mayonnaise. (laughs) It was just a really
2: good character design all the way around. And they did a really good job with food. We used to always joke about how we wanted the Doug pizza. Really good looking pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: If you had to go like a Mount Rushmore of your Nickelodeon recommendations for someone like me who maybe didn't have as much uh, experience viewing it, What would be your top picks?
2: Episodes or or series?
1: Ooh, series, maybe. And then if you have any standout episodes that you want to dig into. Sheltered
0: is what he's not (laughs) just coming out and saying. He he didn't watch many of these cartoons when he was young.
2: That explains why (laughs) you want to do it all now. My tops for that era probably be Rugrats, SpongeBob, Hey Arnold. I feel like those are the ones I watched the most. Oh, Recess! Recess was a great one. Oh, okay.
0: Recess! What a great yeah. show!
2: That was living the Disney dream. <laughs> yeah. But the other, yeah, oh, yeah,
0: you, yeah. you know what? I think you're right. It is. It's a great Mount Rushmore. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it, it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Alex, what was your lineup? Yeah, I mean, her, uh, Danielle's is pretty similar. I gotta go with Spongeba- SpongeBob, and Rugrats. Those were just like always on. And if we're just going like all-time Nickelodeon, not necessarily 90s, I have to throw Avatar the Last Airbender on there. And I'd mm-hmm. say my last one Hey Arnold was a pretty good one. Do I want to get Yeah, you know what? I, I got a copy, Danielle. I'm going to go with Hey Arnold and or I'm just going to go with the Controversial Cat Dog cuz I watched a ton of <laughs> Cat Dog too.
2: Love Cat Dog. It's so yeah. funny. They were yeah. it was it's basically yeah. like um Okay. The odd couple but for kids. It is. Yeah.
1: Fairly Odd cat, Parents yeah. is another one. Oh,
0: oh, oh okay. that's yeah, okay. No, I, I'm yeah, going to yeah. switch a Arnold for Fairly Odd. Fairly okay. Odd Parents. I yeah. want, I've That's fair. Seen oh, Fairly Odd Parents.
2: <laughs> another great theme song.
0: Another great theme song. Nickelodeon mm-hmm. did have some good theme songs. So for something like Cat Dog or
1: maybe even SpongeBob SquarePants, how would you describe that style of comedy that John, like, I don't know, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie for for me falls in a similar vein as, as Cat Dog and maybe I'm just lumping them together because I wasn't too fond of them, but like it's the absurdist or like, I don't know. Yeah,
2: the category that I always fall back on is absurdist, but also with mm-hmm. things like Cat Dog Spongebob, I think falls in the category. Also, Our Real Monsters is also a little bit of it. It's like absurdist, but also um, like dark psychedelic to me.
0: <laughs> okay. You read my mind, Evan, because I literally was watching SpongeBob today and I watched a little more than the two episodes we're going to cover, but I was like, this is peak comedy. What, what is this? How do, how do you <laughs> bottle this up? And so like, not to get like formulaic, but for me, comedy is always like, Oh, I thought X, Y, and Z was going to happen, but a, B and C did. And it was hilarious. And, spongebob is so quick with it it does not slow down at any point it is just rapid firing like visual gags the script gags like every bit of joke you can pack into an episode spongebob is is finding a way to do it if you think about
1: more like recent cartoon network or i guess i'm not super familiar with with what's out now but I, i think of like more recently in like the aughts would be like adventure time steven universe um a show I haven't watched, but I've seen clips of is like Craig of the Creek on Cartoon Network. Are they like moving as a category, moving away from like that absurdist kind of thing and into more of these like emotional story-based plot-based kind of things, or I don't know. It was just it's a, some, some, okay. I mean, can, like, do they still make new shows, absurdist shows like SpongeBob?
2: They do, but I can say from a, from a writing okay. perspective, a lot of the shift from, absurdist to what you're seeing as more like, oh, that could be um, a live action show, is writers trying to get into animation, like live action writers switching to animation so they can go back and forth more easily. Whereas a lot of the old stuff in the 90s was the artists as writers. So you'll see in the credits a lot of the times, like the story buys and the storyboard artists are the same. A lot of things now are live action writers dipping into animation and the artists are not credited as writers because the writers are coming in and writing it like a full season of TV, like they would do normally. And the artists are really just doing the animation and the drawing and the character design. That's not to say that they're also not writing. They're just not being like credited as writers. But a lot of Mm -hmm. the shift that I noticed on the side of, Just, like, studying the credits of things is seeing that the artists in the 90s were, like, you know, they're weird. They're so good and weird, and they would have these weird story ideas that came from the art, whereas writers now are also good and weird, but their story ideas come from the writing. It just looks like,
0: Spongebob, like you were saying, the writers are just having, like, the time of their life. Like, any joke flies. Like, they go, poop. And like they have a whole segment in the episode we're covered where they just keep keep repeating,
2: "Oh, poop!" Videos. Now I get it. Like yeah, they're just like
0: yeah. <laughs> basically
2: yeah. like goofing around and being like very um, just like leading the jokes with the visual is a big difference than leading the jokes with the words in mm-hmm. animation.
1: Follow up question: Do you think the the cartoons you grew up on affect? How you write comedy?
2: Yes, big time. That's actually why I picked the SpongeBob episodes over Rugrats, just for these purposes. Um, I love Rugrats so much, mm-hmm. and I I had Rugrats Hanukkah on the brain because we just watched it over Hanukkah um, and showed it to my niece and nephew for the first time, and it was like, it's the best. Um, it's also one of the only pieces <laughs> of Hanukkah media still that we have. <laughs> it's to a this crime. day, yes. To this day, and I think that was from ninety four. 93 or 94. It was so early, but I've been watching it my whole life. And I'm like, we got to get something else (laughs) as good as this is. But the reason that I wanted to talk about SpongeBob was because it so affected my comedy and how I write that it's just Mm -hmm. a little bit more fun to dive into. Because SpongeBob, I think, aired when I was eight. That's when it came out. It's still on. Mm -hmm. I'm 31 now. (laughs) So it's been like most of my conscious life has had SpongeBob in it. And the way I've been affected by visuals, but also by their... They do a lot of fun wordplay jokes. Um, has seeped into my comedy just, I guess, by, like, osmosis. <laughs> I'll go back and watch things and be like, oh, like, the their characters are so strongly defined. That's a big one. Is the character... Mm. You're like, Spongebob has they these are. traits. Patrick has these traits. Sandy has these... Like, it's so clear. So that's a really easy thing to draw back to when you're doing your own writing is like how clear are these characters with their traits but also Mm -hmm. their style of joke is very clear like squidward is always sarcastic spongebob is always kind of like hopeful you know patrick is always misunderstanding like it's very yeah it's really clear and i love the jokes about like workplace humor when you're like in third grade watching spongebob you're not like oh yeah they're Talking about a union, <laughs> but then when you go back and watch it as an adult, you're like yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It definitely had us
0: all ready for the fact that um whoever your boss is is not gonna be like be your friend. Like your he's boss not is gonna not help you friend. Out in any way. Exactly. Yeah. Mr. Krabs was a good lesson as a kid.
2: Yes, great lesson. Also, there's a great screening uh, video where I mean I'm sure we'll get we'll go back into it later where it's like there's a tip of like interfacing with your boss, and SpongeBob goes into the office and is yeah. like, "Mr. Krabs, can I have a raise?" And he goes, "No," <laughs> and that's it. No. And I'm like, "Wow,
0: <laughs> perfect." What's so good is like you said, these characters are so well defined that they are able to make the Mr. Krabs is insanely cheap joke nine hundred different ways, and it just never gets stale. <laughs> it's so good, old. like, and. Yeah. It's so good. never gets old and, and one thing we haven't talked about is just like the quotability of spongebob like you were saying like these episodes i watched when i was a child i mm-hmm. still find ways to like incorporate quotes into like everyday life sometimes
2: yeah. and
0: um just the meme ability something we, me and evan talked about recently is like the cultural impact of something can sometimes be gauged in like how Means. memeable it is yeah And Spongebob is one that has a million memes out there.
2: Yeah, it's very memeable. It's also like really great screenshots. And that is, I think, a large part to uh, also the background artists. I've said this before, but I also haven't been on a lot of podcasts. So it's not like out there. I love background animators. They do (laughs) much good work on Spongebob specifically. It's one of those jobs that kind of gets overlooked. But when you're looking at like the a still frame of something it's like so noticeable they do such good color work or did it's Mm -hmm. the ones we're talking about were in the 90s so it's very past tense but the ones that we're talking about i think seasons like one Mm -hmm. through four are my favorites and there's so many funny songs like an example of Meme ability and also quotability is the striped sweater song.
0: I knew that's where you were going.
2: I sing that it's every time, time I put on a striped sweater. sweater that I have. It's it's all like
0: the time.
2: It's like so. It's so good. Also on is- some Kenny because he does such a good job with SpongeBob. But like that and like the Fun song, there's so many good songs mm-hmm. that it's almost Beautiful. a musical comedy,
0: yeah. It, it can be when he uh sings the song about ripping his pants, that's another classic one, yeah. No one oh wants to God. be in love with the fool who went and ripped his pants, because, yeah, it's great. Beat, so, there, um, it's like, a
2: whole, like Elvis song, the... like, it's so good, <laughs> it is,
0: <laughs> it's full on, and um what uh something you glossed over which I really want to highlight is Mr. Tom Kenny himself. I think so much of SpongeBob's success is is just like from his pure unadulterated like joy that comes through in his voice the happy-go-lucky it's really great and so I'm sure there's like a long list of things we could do that Tom Kenny's been in but when mm-hmm. I think, of um like voice actors who like it would surprise you if you look at their catalog. Tom Kenny's actually the first one I think of. He's been in so yeah. many iconic different properties. Ice King <laughs> in
1: uh Adventure Time. He was the narrator and mayor in Powerpuff Girls Dog in the <sighs> aforementioned cat dog. And here's a fun bit of trivia. He is married to the voice actor who plays Karen, who his name uh karen yeah karen the
2: computer the
1: robot robot, plankton
0: plankton yeah oh my
2: god what if they met in the booth you know like (laughs) workplace but it's like SpongeBob and karen adorable
0: yeah two random ones you wouldn't expect but tom kenny is a legend so i I just wanted to give him his uh his due credit here
2: i got his autograph when i was like nine (laughs) it was really significant oh no
0: way that would make my life as a child it was amazing
2: i have it framed somewhere i have um I'm forgetting his name right now and we can look it up but the voice actor for Patrick and then Tom Kenny mm. did some event that was like at a silent auction or something related to my mom's school and I got his autograph and I was like oh God, it was the best I have it still <laughs>
1: Yeah uh, Patrick's uh the the voice actor who plays Patrick is William Fagerback Fagerbacky mm-hmm. Played uh, live action Marshall's father in how I met your mother.
2: When I watched that live, I was like, Patrick. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <a> <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause I did the same thing. I'm rewatching heroes right now. And he makes like a two episode appearance as like an FBI guy or like a And I was like, why, how do I know this voice? I was like, Oh, it's Patrick. It's, it's literally Patrick, Patrick star. Mm. Um, yeah. He's another one. He's though. The amazing. voice acting is just so great because you get his <laughs> tone in every single thing. Because It's not my wallet. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's
2: so good. Yeah, that's another great uh, one.
1: Here's a question: Since you work in animation, do you have? I, I mean, we watch a lot of cartoons, so we have this <laughs> curse of we can't watch something without like trying to discern like where we've heard that voice before. Is that like yeah. amplified tenfold working in animation? Like, or can you just sort of sit there and, and enjoy it?
2: Great question. It's hard because I didn't start in animation. I started in live action and I still like go back and forth. I'm just Mm -hmm. right now I've been working in animation. Um, That being Mm -hmm. said, I am very familiar with the comedy community. Um, Not saying like I'm one of the known people. I just know a lot of the people. So a lot of times I'll be watching something and be like, oh, I saw them at UCB. Or like, oh, okay, they were in this. And I know that the voice is oh. correct. And then I yeah. check me and I'm right. Um, <laughs> so it is hard to just watch something. I mean, someone with like uh-huh. a notable yeah. Yeah. voice or something like, like a Kristen Shawl. I'm going to be like, that's Kristen Shaw. It's hard to not be like, oh, I know who that is. But it is different now because after working on Simpsons, Crapopolis, the point we were at in production, like we weren't like going to records or anything. But Simpsons, because I was there for so long, mm-hmm we did a lot of overlapping production points. So like we would be hearing records while we were working on the next season. So I did get to see a lot of animatics with the record voices and also hear a lot of records. Um, And there are so like the Simpsons voice actors are in so many things. It is wild. My favorite example. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. Dan Castellana is amazing, but Another favorite example is Tress McNeil. If you look at her IMDb, she is every woman voice, not in Sim- just Simpsons. I mean, every Everyone. cartoon. One. She is every woman's voice uh-huh. in every cartoon. And she's so good, and they're all different. <laughs> I tried to sneak a quick one-liner into my Simpsons episode, shouting her out, and it got cut. <laughs> so I will do it here.
0: I love that. I uh, I love the insider info, honestly. You, you give us some some good insight as uh, as we are normally just only audience. So it's it's fun uh, getting some behind the scenes. Uh, you know, we've danced around the bush a little. Well, let's get into these these SpongeBob episodes a bit, because I'm not going to lie. You picked two fantastic ones. Like <laughs> I don't know, there is bad picks, but you picked some really good ones. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which one do we want to start with first? I guess um,
1: chronologically.
0: Would uh, uh, chronologically would be sleepy time, or yes, so sleepy time and yeah, and yeah and sleepy Suds. time. I watched them both. You guys, would...
2: I didn't watch Suds because mm-hmm. I it's so good, but I wanted to have sleepy time fresh and then. Um, I did end up watching more after that though. That. And I was like, oh, I could have watched sense, but <laughs> sleepy <laughs> time is, I picked, <laughs> I picked because the favorite sequence of mine is that is Gary's dream. And I think my second oh, favorite so is great start. Squidward's dream. The reason I picked those is because I love um, Gary's dream so much.
0: Yeah. Well, I- I'll set the scene here for us. What we have is SpongeBob uh, goes to bed, classic fashion, and he starts dreaming. And something in, Oh, his dreams, his dream great too. He gets his driver's license. And he's speeding in a boat because it's so steer- serialized you can just jump in any episode but there are so many running gags like the fact that he has failed boating school like 37 times or whatever so he's got his yeah. dream he, and he hits a rock and he flies off and Mrs. Puff delivers the gl- great line he's like look Mrs. Puff I got my license and she goes not even in your dreams but this is the catalyst <laughs> and then that she rips it into dreams, little pieces SpongeBob of paper
2: <laughs> it's so good they just they never really care what something is made out of on spongebob so like if they're ripping a license it's just little (laughs) pieces of paper if it's like they're ripping up like a plank of wood it'll just like poof and i think part of that is like the joke that it's underwater but also i think they're just like whatever
0: (laughs) physics be damned there's no physics in spongebob and the physics
2: there are do not make sense i love i love that (laughs) no and they joke about it I love it because
0: they'll joke about it, too.
1: One thing about the the running gag of SpongeBob not having his driver's license is when Steven Hillenburg was pitching uh, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon wanted SpongeBob to be a kid who goes to school. And Steven Hillenburg obviously didn't want that, preferred to have SpongeBob be like a working adult. And so his compromise was that he was just going to boating school. And that's why Mrs. Puff exists as a character, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh. I did not
2: know that. I feel like a lot of execs want it to be the same audience as what they're watching. And like, really, a lot of the audience does not care about that. Like, when I was a kid, I was never like, I wish SpongeBob was my age. Like, I it never even crossed my mind. He was just a funny character. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: he's a fry cook. It's yeah. almost a workplace drama. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's
2: a workplace <laughs> dramedy.
0: <laughs> yeah, dramedy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, that launches Dream Spongebob out of his little thought cartoon dream bubble. Um one thing that was really nice, we just talk about like small animation jokes is when he like goes to bed. He, like, takes off his sho- socks and shoes as one entity, but then the socks just gently fall into the shoes. And he yeah. goes to bed fully clothed, uh, tie, uh, you know, buttoned-up shirt and everything. Like, I just love SpongeBob. <laughs> everything about it is so funny. Right.
2: So, like, just SpongeBob takes his shoes off. The shot is just his shoes with his socks standing straight up, and then the socks go, like, meow, into the shoes. And Gary, like, looks into the yeah. socks, and yeah. he's like, huh? <laughs> And Spongebob has that line of, like, um, I don't want to quote it wrong, but he says, like, Curiosity salted the snail. (laughs) No, he says, like, watch your wandering eye, little mollusk. And then he goes to sleep. And then Gary has that same line for what he is scientifically Spongebob as a sponge when he's in his dream. And I'm just like, Gary's like, he's always listening. And I love that. Um, But, yeah, he pops out of his dream bubble. And then he's like, "Ah, I can go into other people's dreams
0: this is where he gets into gary's dream which we can we can now jump into but uh, one thing i was gonna say is i love that they um like in spongebob things just happen we don't uh, it doesn't matter that he's now a dream s <laughs> like it, there was no explanation no reason for it it's just happening and i love
2: that that's like classic cartoons gary's this like stoic that never says anything he just meows because he's effectively a cat And you go into his dream and you're like, of course, Mm -hmm. Gary's like a literary genius who has like a basically a Rolodex library (laughs) in his mind. Like, it's so good. And did you see there's a they pan over it? And I was all I wondered if it was a mistake or if it was a some kind of joke. But um, they pan over a book that says um, of snails and men. But the snails is possessed. I'm like, I don't, I like, I paused it and I was like, uh, snails what? Like it, it's not plural snails and men. It's snail apostrophe s. And I was like, is that just a grammatical error, (laughs) or did somebody try to make that a joke and I don't get it? (laughs) That's funny. And I only noticed that because like so much of my job as like writer's assistant and script coordinator previously was finding grammatical errors, and like I would see animatics and be like, there shouldn't be an apostrophe there, things like that. So I saw that and was like. Oh, no. Did somebody not catch that? Or is it a joke that I don't get?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's your pitch for working on uh, the next season of SpongeBob. You'll catch those straight apostrophes. Someone's
0: got to catch these.
2: Also, just the visual of, like, he's, like, really tall, and he has a (laughs) Mm feet, and just his head is the Gary that we know of, just, like, the snail is a head. You're like, what is his body? (laughs) But I like that in his dream, he's, like, a a opera-type vibe going around his little library and SpongeBob's like tiny and stupid and uh, and he's like really smart and tall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's great is, um, just the contrast between normal Gary who only says meow and this Gary who's got like, you know, the vocabulary of a, a literary genius. And so, um, he also gives Spongebob the knowledge of like, you can do anything in dreams. Like this is, this is the, the dream world. Anything's possible. Like that's how I have this impossibly large body now all of a sudden. Um, But one thing you guys touched on, and I think this is so funny, is um, one of the characteristics SpongeBob has is that he is kind of dumb, but yet, like... I would say, like, if you think of dumb characters in Spongebob, like, your mind goes to Patrick. There's, like, an even dumber character. (laughs) And it's so funny that the two main characters are just probably the two dumbest of the whole series. (laughs) And, like, a lot of it is Squidward making fun of them and being sarcastic. I'm just, Uh like, now realizing it's so funny that it's, like, dumb and dumber in that sense.
2: I don't think of Spongebob as dumb. I think of him as naive and also, like, he is he's very willing to learn things and the things that he does know how to do, he's really good at. Whereas Patrick is like that makes sense. inept, <laughs> but SpongeBob is just like, <laughs> he he's not inept. He's very childlike, but he is good mm, at the stuff. Like he's the best fry cook and he's it's a true. good friend. He, he takes care of Gary. Flight. He has a gorgeous home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Um, one thing I'm just now getting, so like uh, Spongebob is this very like naive, not to get like philosophical about it, but like Spongebob's this very naive, dumb, quote unquote, where Spongebob, and then his neighbor Squidward considers himself like so sophisticated and classy and like so much better than Spongebob and Patrick, yet they both work at the same job. Like they both (laughs) ended up at the same place and they got two totally different outlooks on life. and I bet you SpongeBob's a lot more happy than than Squidward is. Well,
2: he's a lot happier, and he's much more respected. <laughs> and Squidward Ooh, is just like yeah, like yeah, Squidward is so down on himself and down on everything around him. He's just like so resigned to his life. Where SpongeBob is like, I'm a fry cook, and I love yes. doing that, and I'm good at it. And Squidward's like, I hate everything about my life. Mm. But yeah, they they <laughs> are a they work the same job, and Squidward is an intellectual. And he's educated yeah. and fancy. They work at the same job. One of my
0: favorite quotes talking about the quotes is, I'm Squidward. He's Squidward. We're all Squidward. You can use that in any context, honestly. But so after he leaves Gary's dream, he's going to hop back into his own dream. But the last second, he sees Patrick's dreaming. And just in classic SpongeBob fashion, his logic is like, well, I can't resist. He just goes <laughs> in anyways.
1: He's confused by Patrick's very uh, bare bones dream. It's literally just Patrick riding the the quarter seahorse ride that you you know that you see <laughs> at at, um, the, at the grocery, grocery stores. Store.
2: <laughs> yeah. I um, love Patrick's dream, and I think the juxtaposition between their Gary's dream and Patrick's dream is so funny, and also like there's this the great moment where like. He's riding on the thing and Spongebob is like, Patrick, this is a dream. You can do anything you want. He's like, yep. You're just riding on the seahorse. And when it stops and he tries to put the quarter in and it goes down the grate, the grate wasn't even there before. So he imagined the grate there. The quarter goes down it. And then he's like, man, I'm out of quarters. But he doesn't think like, I can imagine another quarter. I love Patrick. He is so simple. (laughs) And I love his, it's like Gary's dream. You're like, what is this going to be? And then he's like king of the library. He's British. He's tall. He's like <laughs> yeah. so smart and quoting classic literature. And then you get to Patrick's dream, and he's like, no, he's just, this is, this is Patrick. There is no deeper to him. I love him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, this is Patrick. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think the great there is the best part. Because like you said, his his dream is just a full white background. Like the the dream bubble is white, and yeah. <laughs> Patrick didn't bother to like fill in any of the other dream parts. You wouldn't He's, think I, to I do only that. want He's to ride this little seahorse. Like,
2: Where am I? He's just thinking I'm on a ride no. and I'm having fun. seahorse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think one of the we'll probably figure, talk more about it as we talk about some of the other dreams. But like this this episode. You
0: doing all right? There, I got out of focus. I needed to get back oh, it's in a focus. that's a visual gag. Go to our YouTube <laughs> there's if there's you want to see. Visual gag it. that
1: you're
2: gonna miss if you only listen.
0: You gotta go to YouTube if you want these visual gags. Yeah, yeah. I'm like here trying to get back in focus while Evan's talking. Sorry, go on. Uh, uh,
1: what this episode does so well is it captures so many classic dream. Tropes like the thing that's just out of reach, performance mm, yeah. anxiety, which we'll get to with, with Squidward. But get to it
0: right now. Like, we,
1: yeah, let's get to it right now. So, uh, after Patrick, he's the next is Squidward's one. dream,
0: correct? Yep, he's like on his way home every time, and then he's like, yeah. Oh, well, there's another dream here. I might as well go see what that's about. Jump let's get into this. the Squidward one. Evan set the scene.
1: Squidward's dream, he is in a concert hall, and Squidward is per uh, per doing a, a clarinet recital. Um, I think it's a clarinet that he plays. Either that or like a mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah, a no, no, it's instrument. a clarinet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, obviously SpongeBob crashes it. Within this performance anxiety dream is also this like jealousy thing that he has that is super relatable when you watch it. It's like you're trying to impress this person. And then this person that super annoys you is just like chirping in their ear like making them laugh their ass off and it, it's like nothing more bothersome than that
2: There's part of it to reflect his normal life too which is like everything seems really easy for spongebob and everything is really hard for me
1: so you said you uh growing up you did dance and uh i, I played violin mm-hmm. as a kid growing up mm. so squidward's dream I is probably too. the one i can most relate to but i wanted to ask what sort of recurring dreams do you have, because I have a few very specific ones.
2: I have so many.
0: <laughs> I'll start. I'll start because okay. I only have one. It's, um, and it's almost not ever the same dream, but it is always the same reoccurring theme and thing going on. And even just talking about it right now is kind of getting me a little sweaty. It makes me so stressed. I am on vacation somewhere And it is the last day we're about to leave and I have to pack all of my stuff and all of my stuff is like everywhere, all spread out. And for whatever reason, I like won't pack. And it just makes me continually more and more stressed. Like there's other people in the dream and they're packing and I'm just like, oh my God, where's my stuff? Like I'm stressing about packing, but I never get to the packing and I wake mm. up stressed every single time, and you know I probably should look into it because I know dreams have yeah, those, like sub- subconscious meanings. Yeah, you Google your dreams when whatnot, you wake but... up.
2: I Google my dreams every single. No, morning. because I'm
0: so stressed about it. I'm trying not to think about it.
2: Oh my god, that's probably such a simple one too. We should look that up.
0: All right, all right, all right. We're gonna do it. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Let's let's <laughs> diagnose me do right here. Um, what what would you do? So dream
2: about. I would say dream about um procrastinating packing.
0: Ooh, that's Ooh. Good. Yeah, that's the that's word.
2: Good. I literally do this every morning. I did it
0: this morning. I may have it's just great. solved the problem yeah. there too, because I, I procrastinate quite a bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's see. All right. Dream about packing uh moving and packing dreams. Seeing yourself packing in a dream is an omen of big changes ahead. What? I've had this dream many times. It always seems to be packing my bags. See, now this one doesn't feel right because it's more
2: about the stress of packing, not actually packing. Well, then do like dream about stress while packing. Like you have to be really specific. Mm. Mm. Keep looking, keep looking. I'll keep looking. You guys, tell me about your dreams. Evan, do you have dreams? I
1: do. So um, (laughs) the most commonplace one is like, I I don't assign it any meaning. It's it's, it's just like having to go to the bathroom. And then I wake up and I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, thank God. You are (laughs) this
0: close from peeing the bed.
1: Yeah. um, But the uh, the one I should dig into is I'll usually have these dreams that are very vivid of me going to school, navigating some like complicated hallway system, and then not knowing what my class schedule is.
2: Yes. Like you don't, like you get to school and you're like, (laughs) I don't even know what classes I'm in. Like I have that dream. I yes. kid you not three or oh four God. times a week. We have the same recurring dream. And I talk about with my therapist all the time. I'm always just like, I don't want to have dreams about high school anymore. I'm yeah. 31. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: The dream about being late for class indicates that you always feel a sense of urgency on your work and always
0: feel great pressure. Uh, yeah, know. I guess that's pretty that's, accurate. That's kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah so okay but mine takes a bit of a a weird turn so the packing is about change but if it's like stressful packing it can indicate sadness or insecurity or longing for old ways about like about upcoming changes so
2: okay but if you think about it direct metaphor because you're avoiding packing to go somewhere new literally you're avoiding the new thing yeah so
1: So we're urgently trying to leave high school and you're Urgently trying to stay don't there. To go back.
2: Like, don't be <laughs> well, Evan, I have that dream a lot. Um, the one that I have that's related to the performance anxiety is very funny. So I have a lot of nutcracker dreams because I did nutcracker growing up every year, but the one I've had a lot more seasonally because it's nutcracker season. So I'm hearing the music when I like go to the mall. Like it's just like it it does something on a PTSD. Um, <laughs> levels luckily that season is over for mall music so i'm like thank god i can take a break but yeah. <laughs> um i had a dream the day before yesterday that i i had to go on for snow queen and as my age which usually i'm i'm young and i have to go on for snow queen but i was my age and i was like oh i'm gonna need to practice like i haven't put point shoes on in a long time <laughs> This is not going to look good. And I was just like rehearsing over and over the segment of the Snow Queen variation from my dance studio over and over. And like, I still remember it. I never did it, but I learned it over and over for the dream, just kept doing it and rehearsing. And then I woke up. It's just like you wake up and you're like, I still can't do those things that I couldn't do when I was 16. (laughs) (laughs) So I
0: think one of the Great things here. If if now we're talking about Squidward's dream and the relatability of it, watching or or just hearing Squidward quotes back as an adult, you're like, oh man, kind of relate to Squidward a lot more than I used to.
2: Well, and it's funny because in high school I ended up having to play clarinet for a little while in band. So when and I and I sounded not good. um Clarinet's really hard to sound like good. Like on. It takes a while, yeah. and I sounded like Squidward for real. So I was watching it last night and I was like, Oh, that's what I sound like. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> and so then
0: <laughs> back to Squidward's dream, though. He's playing the clarinet, and the king yeah. keeps, every time he stops to be like, SpongeBob, get out of here. He's like, Hey, I didn't tell you that. I think he's like Australian. He's like, I didn't yeah. tell you to stop playing. He's like, Can <laughs> you play and then Squidward has to keep Wait, playing. How aggressive. <laughs> exactly. And then the clarinet breaks at some point. Cool, and then. He's gotta play play a Spongebob shaped clarinet. And this is the part he Googled was like, what does this mean? Like so then SpongeBob just my
2: enemy. It's so good. And
0: everyone loves it. And I think this what? gets back to like what you were saying, Evan. Is he wanted so badly to impress the king, but then SpongeBob mm-hmm. just so effortlessly, and even with the the horrible song, <laughs> he ended up yeah. impressing everyone. Mm-hmm.
2: Everything's easy for SpongeBob. Everything's hard for Squidward.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good. It's a common theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's after that? There are is a couple more dreams.
2: Andy or Mr. Pearl.
0: Pearl. Pearl's, Pearl's dream. Pretty, he pretty. hops into for a second. Mm-hmm. I I, mo- I more so want to spend Pearl's dream on. Um, <clears throat> What is the relationship actually between Mr. Krabs and Pearl? I think it's his <laughs> like adopted daughter.
2: No, I think it's just one of those SpongeBob World things where it's like, yeah, maybe her mom was a oh, whale. Well.
0: Uh, it's pretty classic though. But so Pearl, it's yeah, Mr. Krabs' daughter Pearl is having a tea party, and he's like, "I'm sure Mr. Krabs' dream is a bit more uh, robust." robust. <laughs> I think is what he says. What does she say? She's
2: like, "Men don't understand like the eloquence of tea party, something like that." Woman. And I always felt like the writers did not understand how old Pearl was because she's in high school and a lot of time like uh-huh. she at one point like has to take Spongebob to prom and she's dating and she's doing all these things. Why in her dream would she be like four years old having a tea party with a teddy bear?
1: She's <laughs> procrastinating <right>. packing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she's procrastinating packing. But they're always just kind of like, Pearl, she's a daughter and a girl. <laughs> I like, okay. And a girl.
0: She's got the classic where she takes over the Krusty Krab and Spongebob goes, uh, what's a salad? It's great. That's a great episode. (laughs) Anytime someone orders a salad, I'll
2: say, it's probably annoying. But I like when he's making the salad and it's like, he just puts like lettuce in the tomato and he's like, that's cool. That's hip. (laughs) Okay.
0: Here's your food.
2: Yeah. He's like really upset by it. Yeah. He's crying. It's hilarious. Um, But yeah, Pearl's Dream just made me laugh because I was like, yeah, they do not know the category of daughter, of like adolescence for girls. (laughs) I'm sure their daughters were like seven and they were like, my daughter plays tea party. And they're like, perfect. (laughs) Pearl, daughter, girl. Great.
0: (laughs) Perfect.
2: We don't have to get too much into it. But a lot of animation, especially back then, but also now is very male heavy. There's not a lot of female animation writers. Mm. At this period and so whenever i see things that are like not on purpose like i can tell it's not intentional sexism but you can see it i'm just like mm. and then you look yeah. at the credits and you're like, nary a woman
0: <laughs> now i understand yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense and it is things like that that will will really shine a light on it um but uh, like yeah. you said mr krabs's dream is phenomenal His dream's amazing. now I'm not going to hijack the whole podcast here, but I just saw the whale last night. So the Moby Dick metaphors in in, in Mr. Krabs' dream were not lost on me at all. And so him literally fishing like Moby Dick, like for the whale, the money, the thing that will probably kill Mr. Krabs more than anything is just <laughs> mwah, chef's kiss. It was really yeah. beautiful. Yeah.
2: Well, also like his dream design is very good. It's very dark. And the water is rough and like when SpongeBob enters it, it almost to me was a little um homage to Alice in Wonderland when she's floating in her tears. The, the original the animation, yeah. Yeah, where like she leaves the doorknob, yeah. she's floating in her own tears, and then she gets to the island. It kind of was that with Spongebob popping into the dream, floating in his little ocean, and then he gets to the boat. Like it it really looks the same to me. Um but also when he gets to the boat and he's just like, hi, Mr. Krat, like he's just so cute. But when they catch, the, when Mr. Krabs finally catches his white whale, the hook pierces the dollar and all the pennies are coming out. I loved that. It's great. The big net. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was like a giant was- wallet. Like, yeah, not nice. that bad. <laughs> He gets
0: so a giant wallet out and, oh, the greatest callback joke. So in the beginning when SpongeBob's driving and he got his license, he's like, wow, my boater's license. And he's looking at it and he goes, I should have grown a mustache for this. And so oh, then yeah. later when he pulls Mr. Krabs' wallet out, he goes, wow, you look great with a mustache, Mr. Krabs. It's so great. good. It's so great good. Callback. It's a blink and you'll miss it joke. And he I does look great with a mustache.
2: But yeah, great callback. And he does. Yeah. Sandy's the last one. I love Sandy's whole vibe. I just want to say it. Her tree dome. I've always, I was just like, when I was little, I was like, that's what I want. Like, I want that kind of house. Like, She's an amazing <laughs> house. <design. laughs> she has a great yard. The best
0: tree dome episode is the introduction where SpongeBob's like, I don't need it. I don't need well, it. Where he doesn't know he does, needs water. water. And then also water. the winter one where Sandy's hibernating and they break in there. Mm-hmm. Those are the, my favorite tree dome episodes.
2: I like those two, and also the one where they have to take care of Sandy's pet caterpillar, and it turns into the butterfly. She goes out of town, and and they're freaking out. It's so good, and that's another great episode example of when they use realism and they do the real butterfly, and it looks like a monster because up close, it's like on their. Amazing, (laughs) Um, but Sandy's dream. Sandy's dream. Oh, this was another. This was an example. (laughs) Snowboard. word play that I love that they do is yeah she's snowboarding in the air and <laughs> SpongeBob is like this looks scary and she's like no it's fine as long as you have a parachute and then or she says like a big old parachute you know and he's like a pair
0: of yeah, parachute
2: and he no shoes and then he's like a parakeet no not a parakeet parachute and then she doesn't launch hers in time and she lands in the clam manure.
0: And she says, medic of that joke." Yes. <laughs> it's great, and the timing's yeah. perfect. Like you said, great world wordplay joke, and it's uh, it's one of the funnier <laughs> dreams. I'd say that in like Patrick's dreams are pretty funny in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I really like the physics of the dream. Like when he's skydiving instead of like landing on the ground, he poofs out the dream, and then he gets back to his own body. And uh, he's dreaming, and everyone's like, SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. That would kind or of freak me out. Him. But then he wakes up, and everyone is actually there screaming at him. Yeah,
2: me. a little Wizard of Oz moment. But if you watch the that moment, like, everyone's mouths, I love watching, um, it's what in animation they call the lip flap, which is sinking the lips to um, what the actor is saying. But the lip flap is mm-hmm. very funny in this little moment, because, like... You can hear Mr. Krabs being like, "Stay out of my dream," or like, and Sandy's like, "Stay in your own dream," and Squidward is doing his like, "Get out of my dream," you know. Like, they all have their own little line, but the lip flap is just going like, "It's funny." it's funny to watch the lip flap on a funny. lot of SpongeBob um, crowd scenes because their lips are very like up and downy fish mouths, <laughs> and so they don't often match what they're saying but uh, i love it it's great we actually had
1: this debate a while or not not even debate we just had questions around how like voicing work like do they draw the mouths moving and i figured they record voice work first and then try to animate to that so now we know the the technical term
2: yeah it's like um i've so far it has been true on the shows i've worked on where it's you do the script and then the animators will like kind of start doing very rough storyboards um and while that's happening, the actors are recording and then they kind of mush the mm-hmm. two to make the animatic. And it's like pretty rough. So a lot of times they don't even have a lot of mouth movement in animatic. And then the script will change. It'll, mm-hmm. change, again, it'll change again. You know, and then by the time they're actually doing the lip flap, the lines are pretty set. But even if they have to change things later, they'll have to oh, modify God. things. But um, yeah, it's usually the record and the storyboards are happening around the same time and then the animatic is like the result of those two for timing mostly. Interesting. That's my favorite stage yeah. is the animatic stage because it's basically like a little bit come to life with the voices but it's like not colored in yet and the lines are all like haggard. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the next episode we are covering is season 3 episode 10 uh, tra- is it training video
0: or Krusty Krab training, training video? video.
2: Uh, it's One of my favorite Animated
0: episodes of anything. Ever. Oh, interesting! Oh, yeah. That's some high praise. Training video. Before we get into it, this reminded me of like a community episode, like that one of their one-off episodes, mm-hmm. like a documentary yeah. one where Abed is like in charge of it. So I loved revisiting this episode. Uh, someone uh, set set the scene. I guess I don't even know how to uh, start this.
2: Training video is um, the Krusty Krab official training video. It starts off jumping right into it there's no episode around it we are just watching like the crusty crab basically corporate mm-hmm. training video for new employees yes and that's why i love it Thank there's you. no I, I love it because it's there's no intro it's like i've done so many of these mm-hmm. stupid videos weird jobs i've had where they just like you come in you have an hour shift and they're like you have to watch the training video then take a quiz and say mm-hmm. like, oh god and then you have to do, like, serve safe and make sure you're not, and like, giving food dead. poisoning to everyone. I also, I think if I'm right, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I think Tom Kenny is also the narrator voice. So this is basically a full Tom Kenny episode. He <laughs> he's, like, 90% of this episode, and it's great. He's the pilot too. in this episode, I just love that we're just, like, basically treated like an employee watching the Krusty Krab training video. And SpongeBob is in it, but he seems to not even really realize that he's in it well he's like that Mm -hmm. classic if you're
0: watching a training video yeah there's always that one person who is the example new hire and they're like talking to the narrator they're like oh right i'm ready for my first shift and the narrator's like whoa like you have a lot to learn before you're ready to serve at the crusty crab young one and so that's spongebob's role in it is he's like the example new employee and so uh, which, I now also that I'm thinking is when- pretty absurd because they're the only two employees.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Krabs doesn't care. They're, but also, mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments is, like, when they're going through the history of how the Krusty Krab came to be, and they're like, now you let us oh, think, like, so- Mr. Krabs wasn't always a, you know, money, whatever they say, like, good with money, but he was, and they show him as a little kid. A so successful then like,
0: businessman restaurateur. Yeah,
2: and he's, like, using his quarter on a string to get a, drink out of the vending machine but when they show (laughs) the like here's how he got the crusty crab and it's it was the rusty crab and it was an old folks home and they're like and all he had to do was this and they just get rid of all the old people (laughs) and paint a cake
0: with a few changes and they just vanish the old people
2: and it's like all the old people are uh, gone Um, (laughs) and now it's a
0: restaurant i totally love that but the best part is they have an introduction that they spend so little time on and this was the really community aspect to it um Mm -hmm. so between like the quarter string scene and, and like the rusty crab there's the narrator goes after the war and Mr. Krabs yeah. dealt with a, a bout of depression. He came into a fortune and it was just like spent no time. And they just have like this depressed looking Mr. Krabs shot. And I was like, that is so funny. And it's so wild. That like just flew over my head as a kid. Like, uh-huh.
2: yeah. Like you're <laughs> like, what like war? so like as a kid, you it's watch it's really that and you're just funny. like war depression. And then you're like, Oh, there's the restaurant. I know that restaurant. That's where Bob works. <laughs>
0: Okay. it's really good i'm shocked to my parents didn't ever hear or see it and be like no no turn this off what are you doing <laughs> just the smallest bit of
1: mr Krab's lore dropped in there that like really truly defines this character i think yeah jump right over it it's, and it's, it's also perfect. like it's so you're like oh that's um,
2: probably why he's so obsessed with money because he like grew up in the depression and he was in world war ii and he like has one of those, oh like, God, he does so not have the right. attitude of abundance. He has an attitude of scarcity, and he needs all his money closed.
0: <laughs> Did we just solve Mr. Krabs with that one line? That's brilliant. Um, that's really, actually really funny. But then we get into, um, you know, and I may be jumping around if, if someone's able to correct me. That's but I think... I think um, we get into uh, the whole time. SpongeBob's like, "Oh, great! Now I can learn to make a Krabby Patty." He's like, I "No, no, Patty no! Patty no. Patty. Now you must go. No. Yeah, you got to go over employee like a, a morale or attitude." And this is where they do like the the comparison between SpongeBob and uh, Squidward. And the mm-hmm. best joke here is I've see you see this all the time on Twitter. Squidward's got <laughs> that giant pin, and it just says, "I really wish yeah. I wasn't here right now."
2: <laughs> so good. I wish I had that pin. I bet It's some of so that funny. Them. I, they have to.
0: We mm-hmm. That's like perfect Squidward though. And it's just another one of those things where I was like, man, I relate to Squidward so much. I really don't want to be here right now. And there's just a small shot of Squidward like wiping his nose at the counter. And it's so funny yeah. the way they animate it. He just like kind of moves, jiggles his nose back and forth.
2: He's very it's gelatinous so funny. and really good the way they move
0: him. Perfect like a squid would be. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's a squid. Actually, I think he's an um, octopus, but stop. his name is
0: Squidward. Why would he be called Squidward? He can't be an octopus.
2: Well, I mean, there's be. a.
0: There's no hold one. on, I'm
2: gonna look this up because I looked this up once before, and um, I think he's an octopus based on number of legs that he has. He does have. So there's like four. I think he only has six legs. Yeah, he has six legs. so four. But I think an octopus,
0: uh, Octa being the. He's an ant- According an octopus. to Wikipedia. Yeah, he's an
2: octopus. What? Sorry. <laughs> How?
0: Why would they do that to us? <laughs> oh, my whole life is a lie.
2: He looks uh-huh. like an octopus. Wow. His last looks name like is
0: Tenet. That came out not that long ago.
2: Oh, <laughs> Squidward tentacles
0: me. and his arch rival Squilliam Fancy Pants or whatever his name Fancy.
2: is. But yeah, I love. The comparisons between Spongebob and Squidward are great in this episode. And there's also one of my favorite segments is the hygiene segment. They do the hand washing while Squidward is in the back. And they're like, let's check on Squidward. And he's like sleeping in the bathroom, reading a magazine. And then they do the hand washing with Spongebob. of Like, you have to wash your hands. And he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And they're like, get under those nails. And he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. He's just like nodding along. Um, (laughs) And then they're like, let's see those hands. And he brings up his little hands and there's no hands left because he's washed them off because he's so thorough (laughs) i love that they're they're just like so proud Uh little nubs and they're so squeaky clean and they're like great job like it's so funny and then the thing that always stuck in my mind visually was um in the hygiene segment they're like once your face is free of boils (laughs) and he just he has like a giant zit on his nose and he brings the scissors in and just cuts it off (laughs) So gross uh, but i love and that he, he's
0: like make sure your hair is 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 clean and he's got one hair under that giant hair sprays
2: his one little hair little like um, what's that really like a little rascal yeah it
0: just yeah what it what does look that like ralphie ralphie no that's a christmas story i'm sorry oh, okay alfalfa. alfalfa that's his name <laughs> hmm
2: yeah, it's so cute. And his filing cabinet with his organized lettuce and tomatoes. And it's great. Yeah. Not a pickle, out of This, this like episode tomato.
1: is jam-packed with visual gags.
2: There's so many great visuals. Also, even just like the, um, you know, they're using the music. they like, dun, 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 dun. And they're doing all the quick cuts around the <laughs> restaurant to say like different parts. Yeah. There's a great shot I love is when they go under the table and there's all the gum under the table. (laughs) It's just great. The floor is kind of shitty and there's gum under the table. Like, it's just such a good... Again, (laughs) juxtaposition makes comedy because they're doing champion music Mm -hmm. and showing you that it's just a typical fast food restaurant.
0: Formerly an old folks home. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Formerly an old folks home. We don't know what happened Uh, to them. They are gone.
1: This
0: is also where we get the the poop acronym.
2: People order our patties.
0: And you can't tell me... Every kid watching this doesn't love a well-placed poop joke because he goes, poop? He goes, Every you need kid, to know our motto, I poop. It. Yeah, me too. I love, I love it. it too, yeah. But like they repeat it's the great. word poop back to each other like three times. They're like, poop, poop, yeah. poop?
2: Yeah, over and over a poop joke. It's just the word poop is funny. Yeah. <laughs> he is a very good consonant. It's a very funny word. Mm-hmm. And they just say it over and over and over. And it has nothing to do with poop. It's just an acronym. And that's why it's so wow. good
0: people order our patties
1: mm. i think this is where if i were a parent at the time and my kid were watching this i would be like maybe let's hell? put on something <laughs> educational
0: or something yeah, like what the
2: <laughs> hell? Put- and i'm the opposite i'd be like this show is funny and you're gonna be yeah. funny Yeah, <laughs> and then watch it just you. like
0: get into these weird scenarios where people come yeah. up to the counter and they're like, what do you think they're going to do? And it's like, I love that I <laughs> order. ai uh, don't even remember the options, but they were outrageous. And I think
2: because that's really how they are. Like, again, I've watched so many of these stupid mm-hmm. training videos and it's literally like when a customer comes up to the register, what do you think they need? And it'll be like, <laughs> a, a sandwich, B help. And you're like, help. <laughs> I work at a clothing yeah. store. The they're two. not going to yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Yo, that makes sense. No sandwiches here. It's the kind of video where
1: you watch at a corporate job where where they always pronounce harassment harassment for yeah. for some yes. reason.
2: Like... I think it's a British thing, but they just like it's like where they say like advertisement, and you're like, okay, you're too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: aluminium, trying. huh? Yeah. What
2: aluminium? <laughs> <mean, laughs> you know, definitely harassment. though. was um, I've heard that in those videos.
1: This is probably towards the towards the end because it's. The finally now making the Krabby Patty or whatever, and then it's just like the slow zoom on the Krabby
2: Patty, <laughs> and the going
1: dun, 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 dun,
0: dun.
2: and when he takes the breath and he's like, <laughs> 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 yeah. um,
0: question: it's so Did funny. you guys think this real life burger looked good?
2: No, it looks like a Boca Burger.
0: It did not look good to me at all. It was The tomato so was specific, bigger than the patty. So
2: you know I'm so right. It looks like a microwave like... bokeh burger. Yeah. And I hate those.
1: Okay, now that you put it <laughs> that I'm... way, you're 100% I don't eat correct.
2: meat, and I've eaten so many variations of veggie oh. burgers. And Boca. this is not against you, but you should not put on the instructions that you can even put them in the microwave. You should just say, put it in a pan or grill it. Because when they come out of the microwave, they are... Flubber.
0: <laughs> the cartoon Krabby Patty to me looks delicious. Like mm-hmm. the <laughs> best burger maybe of all time. What would you say you'd compare this burger to a real life burger? The the animated one, not the real one we see in this.
2: Oh, the animated one?
0: I have I have my answer if you guys want me to go. Go for, for it. some reason I've always pictured it as like a white castle burger. I know it's not because it's got mm-hmm. a way more stuff, but as a kid, for some reason that was what I always equated it to
2: animation wise it kind of looks like an in-and-out burger but i can't yeah. say much yeah, for taste because i haven't had red meat since i was like 10 so i'm not like well versed mm. in fair burgers yeah.
1: i was gonna say a quarter pounder at mcdonald's oh but...
0: oh that's mm. a good one too evan mm-hmm. yeah from from mcdonald's fair i got a joke that we missed that I, i'm just okay. not remembering yeah. There's like all these great innovations at the Krusty Krab. They're like uh, a yes. high-tech burger flipping uh, machine. Our our money uh, container, he goes, don't touch it. And then he goes, uh, the the liquid uh, sucker upper thing. And then the best is he goes, beverage cooling device. And it's just a bunch of ice. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs goes, imported. Because like they're imported underwater. To- it was probably imported yes, from crazy. the North Pole. Probably wall.
2: imported from, or like- from up North <laughs> But also the, the uh, strong so like, like liquid transfer something. Liquid like transfer something about transferring machine. the liquid. And then he takes a sip and he's like, Mmm. <laughs> it's great. I think if you look at like yeah. the script of this episode, it is like a perfect lesson in like a 15-minute comedy. It's perfect. I agree. It's unique. Yeah, like where he says, um, can I make a Krabby Patty now? And it cuts him off mid-word, like so good. And then it was just yeah. the credits, and you're like Oh my God! Like, we still oh. don't know. Like, it's so
0: innovative. As a kid, you knew it was coming, and it was still frustrating. Like if yeah. you had seen the so episode before, you be like, "Oh, they still didn't yeah. tell me the crit." And then this gets me into probably one anytime you know I'm cooking like ravioli or whatever. But so like when <laughs> they're really trying to get the secret formula, he goes, "Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formula!" Yeah,
2: but he's doing this because he's Great. the robot. <laughs> Ravioli, yeah. ravioli, give me the formioli. <laughs> uh, it's,
0: uh, meatball, meatball, spaghetti and the meat. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli.
2: It's great. I love that episode. <laughs> but yeah. all of these little, like, robot claw actions are so yeah. funny. There's the, those know, animators are round. so good. They should win a Lifetime Achievement Award altogether.
0: I think as far as animation goes, Spongebob is... Um, historic iconic like I, I i think it has to be considered one of the greats which is just wild to think about because yeah. you know it's like in our lifetime kind of
2: it's cool when you have something that's in yeah. your lifespan that you're like oh this is yeah. like an iconic piece of art and spongebob is and people yes. who don't yeah. give it the credit they deserve should watch it more and change their mind because it's perfect <laughs> see
1: yeah. i'm one of those people who've who's mostly ever seen it in passing you know seen episodes here and there but i've never like sat through and binged and these two episodes and even watching like the wet are you inspired
2: is like She's I'm inspired.
1: inspired. I might throw it on just in the background. It, you
0: can just jump in oh, and man. get it.
2: Yeah you can jump in and you can jump around. It's fun. There's one that I it's love totally that's liberally. so good where they're they're listening to a con they crash somewhere and they're listening to a conch shell that is basically a magic eight ball and they're like crashing in a jungle and it's Spongebob Patrick and Squidward. And they just keep doing anything the conch says. And I think it's called the magic conch. And I'm saying conch, but it could be conch. Mm -hmm. I never say that word right. So I'm just going to say magic conch. That
1: feels wrong, though. Yeah, that feels wrong.
2: Conch? I can't say that. It sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. But there's another one that's so good that I dressed up as part of it for Halloween when I was 10. And it is the episode where Squidward goes through the time machine. And he goes through all the different time periods. And he's like, he sees them as cavemen. And then he goes sure. to the future. Yeah. And so when I was 10, I was obsessed with that. episode, And I dressed as Chrome and I just wore silver and people yeah. would be like, Oh, are you like, and uh, man? Uh, I was like, I'm Chrome from
0: SpongeBob actually. Oh, I say anytime the future gets too out of hand, like there's like a new technology future. or something, I literally will go future.
2: It's, it's
0: ingrained in me.
2: And when he's just like in the liminal space of like, white with squares and everything he touches is a sound alone Alone. evan that's an episode if you haven't seen you have to watch it's so weird and it's a little bit like um, it's my
0: introduction to abstract art
2: yeah it's like abstract but also like when you're doing the caveman stuff it's just like very funny and seeing spongebob and patrick is like where that caveman
0: spongebob meme comes from
2: (gasps) yeah that's that episode where he's like looking and he has a beard (laughs) It's great. I'm only saying how good these are because, Evan, you said you haven't watched all of them, but there's another one, too, where Squidward (laughs) moves to, like, a squid octopus um, colony, basically, (laughs) that's, like, him moving to the suburbs, essentially, where every house Mm -hmm. is, like, Uh to me, because I grew up in in the valley, and to me, I was always just like, that's Calabasas. Like, every house is, like, exactly the same. They're all (laughs) beige. They're all the same color. And for Squidward, they're all his house. And he's just like, this Pearl is going to be the best, I, I because everyone's like me. And after like a week, he's like, everyone's like me. This is horrible. <laughs> it's so good. It's a really good one.
0: Let's um, let's do final thoughts. SpongeBob, uh, either this episode or or just SpongeBob as a whole. What, uh, what uh, Danielle, start us off here. Give us give us kind of your closing thoughts.
2: Closing thoughts. I think SpongeBob SquarePants as a series is um, genius. And I don't use that word lightly because I think it is thrown around, but I do think it is. I think it is a genius show. So much of what they did joke-wise and also visual gags and signage jokes, which I love signage jokes, have made their way into how I write. So I'm very grateful to them. I think it's a, a gorgeous exercise in very specific character design and differentiating between characters I think the background art and color is perfect all the time. And it's great. I like there's I can't think like, oh, I don't like that episode of SpongeBob. Like that doesn't come up for me. Like every episode has something mm-hmm. that's great. And they also employ a joke tactic I love, which I also learned a little at Simpsons, which is every line should have a joke. And that's not just dialogue line. That is every line in the script should have a joke. So that's stage oh. direction. That's every, like every line should have a joke. So wow. they really Ooh. do that. Like if you, Ooh, if you dissect hard. it from like a, a writer or animator or artist perspective, you can pause anywhere. Like you should be able to pause anywhere and see a joke on the screen. And they're really good at that. Um, what? So wow. those are, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I'm very passionate about SpongeBob.
0: Yeah. Also, can oh, you hear my stone? i you brought it to us no no, no. mics aren't that good
2: <laughs> you never know we
1: won't keep you too much longer oh, we're so sorry <laughs> yeah um,
2: that wasn't me trying to wrap it up but i like uh... it was just really loud right when <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> she's like i gotta go no i'm just joking i'm joking yeah um
1: <laughs> these episodes were were super enjoyable uh I am so glad that I revisited SpongeBob, you know, I'm a, a passive viewer of it. Um, and just hearing that about like this one joke per, per line or whatever, like that makes me want to binge it and, and just, uh, uh, appreciate the, the craft and, and the quality of this show that people might think is like super, um, Low elementary yeah, yeah. lowbrow whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah like lowbrow just
2: for kids whatever like it's so not just mm-hmm. for kids it's
1: like it's a lot of the things that people will praise about a show like rick and morty it's like oh quick fire rapid fire jokes and like and this is this is that without like the cynicism of rick and morty it's just like joy is fun you know mm-hmm. lighthearted. um i think i will turn on more uh episodes of spongebob you know i i lived with a roommate who used to like fall asleep to Spongebob. Yeah, and I was like, he did. how do you do that?
2: I will not be able to fall asleep <laughs> during them. I'll just be like, I remember watching this in my childhood home. Oh, can't fall asleep. Uh-huh. It's so yeah. Good. Yeah. One more show that is really good at the jokes per minute ratio is Bob's Burgers. Excellent. I love that oh, show. Yeah. But they oh, yeah. I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. It's great but they do so many good examples of like if you pause it, there's a joke everywhere. And they'd have so many yeah. little... I mean, I also their animators are also great, um, but they do so many visual gags in the background that you're like, that's not even related to what we're watching. But if you pause it and you're like, what's that guy doing? There's jokes everywhere. Yeah. They're so good.
0: <laughs> Very true. You can see like Jimmy Pesto doing something in the background or yeah, or or the, just even the board that has the pun of the day up there. So really well said.
2: But I saw one on TikTok oh, yesterday that I was reminded of where there's a scene where Louise is screaming into a phone and they have um, it's like a, a call that's being monitored by police with her so there's a guy in the background wearing headphones yeah. and every time she screams you see him in the background lift up the headphones and then when she starts just normal talking he puts them back on and it's not the focus of the scene she is and there's a guy next to her but in the background he's just like every time <laughs> it's so funny I and that's it. she goes that's I love my it.
0: daddy in the- that's fine. Yeah, yeah, know, exa- yeah, back to my closing thoughts on Bob's Burgers. Just kidding, on Spongebob. <laughs> um, oh, both got Bob in the name too, interesting. Um, so Spongebob to me is continent. one of those shows. It's Yeah, it's it's great. It's like uh, so poop. I think Spongebob... <laughs> I, I think you're onto something. I so think long. that's why they're both so funny. Okay, Whoa. Spongebob for me, as I mentioned, is literally creme de la creme when it comes to animated shows my uncle Jimmy would watch it with us as a kid quite regularly and so as I got older I realized oh man what kind of show is this that he was enjoying it literally just as much as us and I I revisited it when I was older and I was like this holds up and it has been a long time since I've like sat down and watched Spongebob I think I caught an episode or two like randomly at a hotel one time but like I have not like sat down and watched Spongebob to like watch Spongebob and what a joy it was just putting on these few episodes that I did watch. Um, I think that for me, when we talked about doing SpongeBob on the podcast, in my head I was almost like, we have to do like this big, grandiose, like five-hour long thing. But like that almost that like felt like trying to pack in my dream. It almost became too stressful. And so this to me was just so perfect of like just the, the way to you know what let's just do it we got to cover it we, even if we're just doing a few episodes and i'm sure we quoted actually like 17 different seasons so <laughs> we managed to really do the show justice while talking about some really good highlights so i am very grateful that you brought this to us i was happy that i watched uh uh, Rugrats Hanukkah because it had been a long time since I seen that, but I'm so glad it that we, still we holds covered it. Uh, I'm glad you watched it,
2: today. and we yeah. can talk about it another time because I love Rugrats and yeah, I love that definitely. they're basically still the only Jewish media there is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was no, like, but SpongeBob was, was so influential that I'm like, that's what I want to talk about.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad.
1: Before we wrap up, we've been talking about one SpongeBob as one uh, institution of animated media. You've worked on another institution of animated media, the Simpsons, and your uh, 2021 episode, uh, Three Dreams Denied, got a a Writers Guild nomination in uh, 2021, I believe. Watch it. Comic book guy goes to Comic-Con. Super funny episode. Um, Thank you. uh, One quick question is he's asking questions to the panel, and I forget if it's during that scene, but there's like a a quick line about Marvel movies and a a jab at like DC (laughs) movies being bad. No judgment either way. But I was wondering where you fall on the DC Marvel spectrum because uh, we love superhero movies here. Uh, uh, you know, won't hold anything against you.
2: Thank you. Um, that was not my joke. I have no qualms okay. with Marvel or DC. My main thing, like the the jokes that I was putting in in like my first draft were um, mm-hmm. about the joke of the, the panel being called The Importance of Canon because Simpsons fans get really pissed off whenever something oh, oh, oh. changes the canon. So all of my That's jokes every were canon. Based. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but with Simpsons it's That's really great. tricky because they're like, the show's been you know you changed something that was established in 1992, and we're like, okay, come yeah. on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I do get it. I get the frustration, but um, it's also very amusing to me so all when i did my first pass on the script all of my jokes were about like canon jokes and also just like asking questions at pan like i had a really long runner of someone asking a very long uh badly worded question that didn't even really end up as a question because that's what i have seen at Comic con <laughs> um where they're kind of like they so one paragraph and they end with like actually it's not really a question i have a yes. statement um I want to say that i did that was what i was going um which then got trimmed and turned into the marvel dc thing which was fine Uh but i so i have no opinion on it because it's not from me and i don't watch superhero stuff very diplomatic that's good so
0: yeah you. you just struck a chord with me so um having been on reality tv i get like a lot of randoms that reach out to me and there are many people that will be like, hey, can I ask you a question? And you're like, yeah, what's up? And then they'll do that. And you're like, there's no question there. <laughs> there's not a yeah. single question in this long paragraph. That happens so often. That's a really good show. Well so
2: often. That was my whole, that was the whole scene originally was, because every panel I've been to has been that. And it just, every time i'm just like that's not even you're not asking this this
0: and you ended up asking this and i thought that was so cool and i really just couldn't believe like that you were able to come up with something like that
2: or my favorite favorite is like did you have fun when you were filming this like what are they gonna say no like they want to work again (laughs) (laughs) do you guys like each other as friends or are you just classmates no, we we like each other. We hang out all the time. We're best friends. I don't know, like what want to like, They want to hear right. that you're best friends, that you improved everything. Like it's so funny. So yeah. That was what I was going for. And it turned into what it is, which I still really enjoyed.
1: That's awesome. Um, I believe you you uh, you just wrapped up working on Crapopolis. Can you tell yeah. us anything about the show? What's the premise of the show? What's it about? um yeah. alex it is a dan Harmon show i don't know if i said that early but we oh, both yeah. love oh, i know
0: my dan, dan Harmon shows <laughs> yeah, it's a show. Show. Yep. Um,
2: <laughs> it was very fun so i worked on season two and um i think season one comes out pretty soon i'm not sure season two i okay. think is scheduled wow, for the so already fall
0: already so, got two seasons in the jumper though
2: i mean animation is love a it. very long game i say that a lot but it it's if pretty much if you think like oh i like that show they probably have four seasons already booked because it takes so long to make so if they think something is going to go well they usually order two seasons at a time i don't know if that was the case here i know i can only say that now because i just saw it was announced like karpopolis got a season two but i'm like yeah okay i was i worked on it a year ago (laughs) but um (laughs) it got a season two yay that's what i worked on um But I'm allowed to say that because it was like on deadline. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm cool. It <laughs> uh, was basically um, the exploration of one of the first civilizations in ancient Greece. So it includes mythology, but also human civilization. But it's like a fictional town called Crapopolis, And it's a blend of mythical and human so we got to, like, make up mythology, but also use real mythology. My uh,
0: hard-hitting journalism yeah. question here. Is Crapopolis a poop joke? <laughs>
2: um, I I want to say yes. We never really talked about it, like, <laughs> which just seems silly. <laughs> because it's the name of the show. But, yeah, we weren't, re- like, we weren't, like, making a bunch of poop jokes about it. Also, another thing that I was mentioning, so again in comedy consonants k p lots of k's and p's a lot of good consonants. um like so that. a lot of times when people are coming up and i'm not that. i'm not assuming this is what harman did but a lot of times when people are coming up with names for things consonants stick out because they are funnier to say yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> not that i know him personally but i also see him that being like a placeholder title as he's writing it he's like just call it crapopolis for now and then it just stuck. Yeah. So that's going to be I my head. That cannon, is I think
2: that is what happened. But I can't say formally yeah. <laughs> um, on the record because I don't know, but I would write. <laughs> but it's a good word. These are good. These are good.
1: As a New Yorker cartoonist, Greek mythology is right up my alley. The consonants. I love something I've never thought about. Thank you. I've never thought about consonants yeah. or like just like the mouth feel of a word, but that's going to be something I uh, am more conscientious of now. Um, Me too. Yeah, like your stuff is yeah. is uh, very
2: visual because it's, you know, that medium. But when you're thinking of like how mm-hmm. someone is going to say a joke, it is something to think about, like how funny will it sound? Also, like yeah. numbers, there are funnier numbers than others. Like it's just like weird things that you start to learn over time, but you'll notice in shows What's of hug? like... Nines are in a how lot of about, stuff. How about this? Sevens are in a lot of stuff.
1: Okay. Of the remaining <laughs> uh, numbers, one to ten, Alex and I will mm-hmm. each pitch you a number, and you'll have to tell us which was picked the funniest number. Yeah. All right. You, Alex, okay. do you want to go, go first, first?
0: Evan? Oh, okay. I, I don't care. I can go first. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the number two. Um, I think, like you were saying, it's got a nice T consonant in the beginning. It's short. It's one consonant and. Um, two is just, like, any sort of, like, buddy-cop-duo-cat-dog, if you will. Like, it's just... I'm, I'm sticking with two. Two dudes? Mm. Oh, Watch cartoons? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's
2: three of you every time oh you do God. the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not good at math. It's I don't needed. know when that <laughs> class is in my dreams. So. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, I beat him. Uh, you might have beat me. I am gonna say six based on the consonants e of it and you know of the remaining options i don't
0: i feel like four is too feels too square and round i don't know i was gonna go with i was gonna go with four but i think i understand it's kind of like a square like a box like it it doesn't seem cool i almost picked four though i'm not gonna lie
2: okay i who wins of six and two i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. i'm going with six it is ah. a goofy shape. It's a curly Q, has an X in it, which oh, is just yes. like goofy as fuck. But two is just a little <laughs> yeah, too even for me. Six is also even, but it's oh. more people and it's more things. Yeah. So if you're like, mm. like if I were writing something and saying, like, I have to go, like, I don't know, like six o'clock sounds better to me. I have to go do this for six hours that's you're right it's just a little better than two uh, and two but again right. this is completely arbitrary i have yeah. no idea what i'm saying <laughs> no, this is factual i don't i am not a tv expert i just i think <laughs> i'm right <laughs> i'm pretty yeah, sure no I'm right. no uh,
0: you've convinced me you convinced me honestly yeah. that the x and the curly q of it i totally mm-hmm. see what you're saying
2: yeah like a two is like a teacher drawing a two a six is like blue yeah. you know I don't know.
0: Yeah, like Mr. Magoo drew the six. He was like, look at this thing.
2: Yeah, like it's it's a goofy little shape. And I like again, and you want to yeah. exaggerate. So if you're writing something and you're like like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I have to go to the grocery store, it's gonna take me six hours. It's like, no, it's not. But if you say it's gonna take me two hours, it might. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got a good point here. Even the six o'clock thing, yeah. that just sounded it just sounds better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hear it. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Good job, Evan. Again, there's you not
2: really ever so reason. It. it just kind of is truth that I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I. Yeah. Oh, no, you convinced me, like you said. Um, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, I'm guessing we don't have any letterbox reviews. Do you have any news you want to go over out here, Evan? Um, not handy uh nothing i (laughs) I had one bit of news that i thought was interesting uh back onto the superhero news which uh always happens here uh hbo max's most watched movie of 2022 was the batman and Mm -hmm. uh so that's uh actually a pitch to go listen to our the batman podcast that we did back in march so uh yeah i thought that was crazy that that was the most watched movie on hbo max for 2022 Is that Um, the Robert
2: Pattinson one? It
1: is. Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah. I know you don't love
2: superhero movies. Yeah, I like them. It's just not something that I seek out a lot, so I'm not very like well versed. Yeah. But I don't dislike
0: them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we love. But I remember that got a
2: lot of press because like Robert Pattinson.
0: He went from playing (laughs) a vampire to a bat.
2: (laughs) Don't forget Um, he was also a wizard.
0: Also a wizard. That's my boy. That's my son. Sorry. Had to. Um, Anytime I think of that scene. So it's heartbreaking. My every
2: time we watch. I can't, can't watch.
1: Danielle, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, where can our listeners find you online? Anything you want to plug before we sign off?
2: Uh, first, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Um, I'm online a lot. My app, I guess you'll put it somewhere, but it's Danielle Weisberg because it's too long to have the G on the end. For Twitter, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's just my name, but you have to stop typing because it's too long. And on Instagram, it's my whole name Daniel Westberg, because they don't right. have
0: so the width of
2: Twitter is going to shit whatever yeah. I still use it That's as in it a is whole thing, not a problem because it's all I have feels like it's going down happening. but i'm mm-hmm. having a blast yeah it's, yeah it's absolutely going down but i don't want to learn another website and i refuse to <laughs> so Same. i'm just yeah. sticking yeah. with it until I it totally literally disappears bad. off my phone that um check crazy. out crap yeah. when it comes out i don't know when that's happening but it will be on fox
1: yeah i wrote an episode in the spring
2: too so that'll that's probably be in the fall awesome for me but if it <laughs> comes out in the spring watch that some great animation on it really good artists they're cool people.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Evan said, thank you so much for coming here. Hopefully, we didn't keep you past lunch. Um, just <laughs> kidding. So, I'm going to sign us <laughs> off here. If you want more Two Dudes, please check out our other episodes. You can find them on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube now. Our YouTube's, uh, we're adding some of our older episodes there. Uh, you can follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on both Instagram and TikTok. No uh, character limit there because that's a lot of characters. And uh, if you're on Twitter, it's just two dudes watch. Uh, but if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate if you would give us a rate and review. It helps uh, other people find us. But yeah, once again, thank you for joining us, and Danielle, thank you again for uh, for having a really fun podcast. Yeah.
2: Thank you for having me. It was great.
1: That'll do it for this episode. We'll catch you next time. It's not gonna play my outro music. All right, I'm turning off the. Rec- no dudes watch